Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Champagne Wives podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. Hi, and I'm your, ho- your host. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you try to be so sexy. I'm just you try to talk. I'm your co-host, Nicole. Hey, girls. Hey, boo. How are you? I'm doing good. I see we're rocking the buns, and I think it's only necessary to say that w- this is totally not planned. Unplanned. Unplanned. But I guess, you know what they say when you start hanging out with somebody a lot, like you guys just start to think alike, you yep. start to dress alike. Your cycles align. Yeah. Hey, all of that, yeah. They so do. yeah. So we both walked out of the house today with she came our braids in a bun. And she was like bunned up and I was like, Oh, oh I'm you, bunned you up too. <laughs> but it's all good. It is. You look it's great. Like, you do as well. Thank you. You look like a goddess. Oh, let's just go ahead and, and pop okay, it. Yes, yeah. Before yes. we get you know, we get into conversation oh. and we always forget to go always. ahead and pop with Pop our bottle. Okay, so we have a beautiful bottle of rosé here. Yeah. My favorite brand. Um, How was your week, sis? My week? I don't know. I, I feel like I earned this weekend. I don't know about you, but I like, feel like I was, like, work really felt I like know. it was the ghetto. <laughs> As our good friend would say, the right, ghetto. The ghetto. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Like, it's super, super, super busy week, and it's even not even over yet, but... A lot of drama at work, obviously. Been really? super busy with, you know, my other business, Bubbly Bar. Yes. Yes. Has been picking up. So that's been just keeping me busy. And I know mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about having to put something down to pick something up. It's just like all my businesses just kind of like, they have their ebbs and flows. They do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was watching this thing, um, some snippet from Shonda Rhimes and she was doing about a, a speech, a graduation speech. And she was asked like, how does she do all the things successfully? Yeah. And what she basically concluded was I don't like, if you see me writing the script of my life, I'm probably missing my child's ballet recital. Or Absolutely. if you see me at my child's ballet recital, I'm probably missing someone's final scene on Grey's Anatomy. And I was, that's the truth. That's the truth. Like the that truth. is the whole truth. I think when you're trying to be, Oh, Oh, oh. every oh. time, every time oh. this particular brand gets aggressive. It's it been does. sitting for over a week. I it's know. a very aggressive. I don't understand brand. why the pop was so hard, but it's all good. Every time with this brand. I'm sorry, sis. It's okay. I don't even have any napkins for it's you. Okay. I mean, okay. We'll move on. But back to Shonda Rhimes, like, I totally understand how she feels because at this point in time, I feel, like, the exact same way at some point. Like, I just had to, again, reassess Mm -hmm. just kind of the level of importance. And it's just, like, it's so crazy because all my businesses require uh, my attention at different times. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, it's like a juggling act almost. Always. Yeah. But that's that's womanhood. That's motherhood. That's all all the hoods. Being a businesswoman. Yeah. A boss-ass bitch. All of it. Hard knock life. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Okay. So I wanted to talk about something that has been top of mind for me. Um, and Let's get into it. Yeah. So this particular conversation that I want to have today is about balancing love and desire you. in your romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I will finish pouring and then I will read this quote um, that I feel like when I saw it just was super inspirational and made me say, we got to talk about this on the podcast. But before we do that, let's toast. Let's cheers. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Okay. Let's do it. It is. Okay. So the quote is from Esther Perel. And I don't know how many of you are familiar with Esther Perel, but she is a Belgian psychotherapist that speaks 
very realistically and eloquently about relationships and kind of the the tension in relationships. So here's the quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love enjoys knowing everything about you. Desire needs mystery. If love works hard to close the gap, desire is about reopening that space and bringing it to life. Modern love seeks to reconcile the tension between love and desire, together and separate, known and unknown. And when I, when I read that, I was like, whew, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Right? That's a lot. A lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about how you, how we like reconcile, especially when you're in like longer term relationships, like yeah. how you reconcile knowing and, you know, having that love, that need for love and security and stability and that consistency, but how you also kind of balance that with the mystery, right? And yeah. making sure that that's still there and a part of your dynamic because the mystery creates the desire correct right. so exactly okay so i i had never heard of this lady <laughs> not this lady <laughs> had never heard of this woman prior to you <laughs> mentioning her name to me but after you mentioned you know her and the topics of discussion that she yeah. talked about on like her TED Talks. I did go and watch the video. Yes, it's a great video. It, it was very interesting. And, and she did talk a lot about just love and just kind of equating that to have and then desire creating that to want. And, right. you know, the dynamics of like a long-term relationship where you've been in a relationship for so long and how you appreciate the stability, but then how do you also get in that relationship right and she did go through just a list of things that you know she took a survey and she asked married couples like what made them feel like their partner was mysterious certain things mm-hmm. or that happened or that their right. partner did that make them made them feel that they were like most drawn to most most drawn to them yeah right. like you didn't know them like something like it's like you you live with somebody right. you think you know them you've been with them for years upon years yeah. so you're just like there's no mystery there i know everything about them but there are everything. certain things that maybe your partner can do mm-hmm. that can make you feel like maybe i don't know them right you know maybe this is a stranger there's right. some mystery there not a stranger yeah not a stranger you know role play <laughs> job <laughs> Why are we so silly? Why are we so silly? I don't know. Okay. But so when she went through this, I was like, okay, well, let me think about just some of the things that, you know, I'm drawn to um, with my partner. You know, me and my husband, we've been together for 13 years. We've been married. It'll be 10 years Mm -hmm. this year. And so when I think back, like, over my relationship and, and how... Um, my partner shows up that makes me feel like a certain level of desire and mystery around right. him is when he talks about like his business. Like mm-hmm. that has always been something for me that was just has just been so attractive. Mm-hmm. And it's when he's in his element, right? right? And when he's just you know on a call or on a um, like uh, in a meeting or whatever it is, yeah. like when he is talking about mm-hmm. business and he's in his element, I'm just completely enthralled with that and that is something that is just um I don't know like that creates a mystery for me because Mm -hmm. I'm not a part of that world like even though we talk about it like you know obviously he makes big decisions or when something happens we talk about it but you know when he's talking business with his colleagues or partners 
you know, that's not something that I'm involved in. And so just to see him in that element, I think it's super sexy. Yeah. And that, so I, you, you see my eyes moving all over the place. That means <laughs> like I'm thinking hard. So I'm thinking hard. Right. Well, because, and so that's super interesting because it's a world that is, that you're familiar with, but mm-hmm. not necessarily like in the details on. And Correct. It's a completely different world than, than what you're in. Like Correct. you're in HR with a huge organization. Uh, my husband and I are in the exact same um, profession. Mm. And so I know versus, like, I know. Like, I yeah. know what he's talking about. I know what he's doing. I know why he's doing it. Oh, that's true, Because we're both yeah. in HR. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that. I'm like, there's no mystery. There's no, <laughs> I know. no mystery there. I know <laughs> what he's talking about. I know why you're asking that question about that But person. let me tell you, the flip side of it, Michael finds no mystery in my career. Like, he actually, <laughs> like, if he listens to my HR calls, he hates them. <laughs> like, if he, I mean, I hate if them, he's too. listening into our conference too. calls, so he's, he's just alone. like, oh, my God, they pay you to talk about this. Like, why are they paying you right now? Don't ask these types so, of questions. Don't ask, just know like, that they just, pay me. Just know that I'm paid, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, so it's it's totally the opposite for him. But yeah. for me, those that's one of the things. And then also another thing is, um, like, when he's dressed up and he smells good, mm. I really, that right there is, that, that does it for that me as it? well. It does because, you know, a lot of the times we got, we get into, like, the rut of just day in and day out. Right. We, we both kind of work from home, from home unless we have to, like, go out to meetings or do different things. But when I see him get dressed up nice, particularly, like, in a suit or a tux, yeah, yeah there's a certain level of mystery that. and desire in that as well. Smelling really nice. I know that he invests a lot in, like, his cologne. And right. I love that. I get that. Those things. I get that. So what are your thoughts on that, though? Do you have any thoughts on <laughs> do, <that? I> have <laughs> do you have thoughts? I do have thoughts. Okay. I do. So I am probably most drawn to my partner. Um, and I think we were both, like, we were attracted to our partners for, like, different reasons. And right. I think um, I'm most drawn to, well, I know, I'm most drawn to my partner um, when he shows up as um a caretaker, a provider, um, and a parent. Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of break both of those two down. So I, I will make money, but I'm not the best like financial steward. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he is a very good financial steward. So he will make sure that things get taken care of, bills get paid. If like, there's a bill that they've sent to the house maybe more than once that like has my name on it. He will walk it to me before yeah. he even says like, Hey, how was your day? He'll be like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And he'll bring to me. But he's a great, like just protector in that sense. Right. Yeah. Like he makes sure that financially we are in a good place and that um, there's no concern that we need to be worried about. We don't have to worry. We always figure out a way to make it work, even when, like, I have some big old expensive cockamamie idea that I want us to do. Um, So I love that about him. Um, And he's also just a great parent. Like, I'm really drawn to him when he shows up as an amazing and involved parent to my kids, um, to our kids, sorry. They're his, too. Um, I do that too. But when he shows up um, and he's he's running kids to soccer or, you know, he's taking my my son and they're going to get their haircuts and stuff like that. Like, I just love to see that. Yeah. I love to see that. Um, so those are like, for me, probably the moments when I'm most drawn to him. Like his cologne game is strong, too. And yeah. so, you know, I love I love smelling him when he's gone. 
right? Yeah. So like when that his, one, when yeah, his like on the pillow lingers. and the sheets, yeah. yeah. I love that too. <laughs> Not like, like on the sheets like that, but like when his, like cologne, his cologne is like still in the space. Oh, in the space. Oh, yeah, child. Space. Okay, so I'm going too far. Yeah, you are. Okay, I'm talking about sniffing somebody' <laughs> dirty far. drawers, child. <laughs> don't make it like, weird, sis. Don't make it weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just don't don't worry. Next, next. So, yes. Listen. I feel, so you mentioned that you guys have been married for 10, yeah. together for 13. Yeah. We've been married for 12, together for 14. And what I loved about that YouTube video was the fact that when you're in these long-term relationships, yeah. like it is easy to automatically, going back to that quote, it's easy to automatically get really familiar Correct. with your partner. Mm-hmm. And so that's the love part. But sometimes you over-index on the familiarity and you lose the, you lose sight of the mystery. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I'm not going to put all his business out there, but my, there's not, there's not a lot of mystery. Yeah. Right. My husband loves to be very transparent when it comes to the things that he's doing. And yeah. I think it's honestly in the last like two years where I've just been like, you know what? I don't really need to know that. <laughs> I'm good on that. And this is the complete opposite for me and mine. <laughs> like, there's not. And she mentioned something about like, you know, again, being in a relationship mm-hmm. and being with someone where it's somewhere somewhat mysterious, mysterious, sorry, yep. it's alcohol, <laughs> mysterious, mysterious and right. somewhat elusive yeah. and talks about like your man being your best friend. Well, I'm one of those women. I don't want my man to be my best friend. I thought I did, but I don't want it. Either. No, I don't. I never. I'm with you. You know, like people say that like is 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 cute. Like, oh, he's my best friend. He, I don't want that. Uh, I'm you know, of the same camp. I want yep. my man to be my man. And then I want to have my best friends be my best friends because there are certain things that I feel like is appropriate to discuss with my friends. Absolutely. That I don't want to discuss with, with your my man. man. Exactly. Because, again, it does take away from, like, the mystery of it all. Like, it I'm just not that open when it comes down to him. I, like, I don't even like to be, like, I, ha- I have to poop. Like, I hold my gas. Like, literally, <laughs> I don't do that. I, like, will not pass gas in front of my man. Well, I don't like to. Are you Right. Unless my stomach is... <laughs> <laughs> the guts are bubbling. Unless it's like it's the struggle. It's the BGs. Yeah, but like I am like one of those people. Like I still treat it very sensitively about like what I will allow myself to, like what I will say or what I will do around him. And I'll say this. I, I really do admire that. And um, where I'll go back to the relationship that I had prior to the one that I'm with my husband. Like <laughs> he was... Very much like I don't want to hear that. I don't smell that. I don't want to see that. I don't yeah. want to know that. Like he didn't. He didn't want to know. Right. He just. He was like, no. I know it happened. Right. But I don't need to know. Right. I had this image like and when vision it's happening. Of you, like, exactly. And I don't want to know it. Yeah. And we lived together, and he's st- like, there were times I was bound up. Yeah. Bound up with gas, yeah. like <laughs> doubled over. <laughs> oh my god! I know. I'm laughing because I know the struggle. <laughs> Like, all right, okay. all right. He don't want to know it. Okay, and yeah. then like, but look, wait for a moment for him to leave. Just this- get up and go to the bathroom. Like, just excuse yourself. And go some, to some, it. Sometimes I couldn't. Well, sometimes you can't, right? right. But I'm just saying, like, right. most of the time, yeah. Like, We're, just get up and excuse yourself. Yeah, when I could, I did. When yeah. I couldn't, you know, it was one of those just. Hey, <laughs> it, it is. It is what, what it is. is. I'm human. So you know, you have these long term relationships. The familiarity is something, you know, and the security, safety, stability, all of that, the comfort, 
you kind of lean into that. Yeah. Um, but w- there was one part of the YouTube video, and I strongly encourage you all to take a look at it, Balancing Love Versus Desire by Esther Perel. Um, she talked about our need as human beings to want to have the anchor, and specifically in modern love, Yeah. right? Because she, she really does unpack it and goes back to the fact that, hey, in, like, historically, we've always, like, we've had relationships with folks that, with a village, right? Relationships with a village, and that village has kind of been there to help us, Mm -hmm. but, like, they've been there for that type of dynamic that you talked about, right? Like, your girlfriends that are there that you can have this relationship with, but, like, you were incredibly um, mysterious because your f- village knew all about you. You were incredibly mysterious, and there was a level of, like, um, just uh, you don't know what you don't know with your partner. Right. Um, but now in modern love, we try to bring both of those together. Exactly. And we try to have that intimate relationship with yeah. our husband, yeah. and she called intimacy into me, you see. Yeah. Right? And that, I think, is what's killing a lot of relationships, right? I Where there's agree. too the much intimacy. Yeah. Too much intimacy. Yeah. And there's not enough mystery. Yeah. And the metaphor that she used is like, we want to have the anchor, which mm-hmm. is love, mm-hmm. but we also want the waves, which yeah. is desire. Yeah. And how do you reconcile that? How do you balance both of those? Yeah. And I think it's, it's just, a, a, uh, it depends on what your definition of love is. And I think everybody's definition of love is different. Everybody expresses love differently Mm -hmm. and everyone shows love differently and I think that that it boils down to that I know for me I married an alpha male right and uh, girl (laughs) (laughs) but but, like there is like no confusion like you know between you know because if I if I want to have a conversation with him like I can call you and just kind of talk complain about my day or what happened and you know you're just hear me out mm-hmm. oh sis you know it's gonna be okay encourage right. me he's gonna try to solve he it he wants to fix it he wants to fix it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and yeah. so you know it's uh but my husband's also Nigerian so culturally there's a difference there and you know it's also a, um you know it's, it's his experiences and how he was raised right, right? and so um I think that plays a big part in it I know for me personally I I I like that dynamic Mm -hmm. because it does help to create the mystery, uh, the mystery of the relationship, right? It helps support that. And I feel like I need that to keep me engaged Mm -hmm. and excited Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And I think we have a healthy balance of both love and desire. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that balance of, like, security and familiarity. Oh, familiarity, security. You know, we can definitely work on the things that we need to work on in our mm-hmm. relationship, like communication, et cetera. I know that, you know, neith- both of us are committed to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Nice try. Right. <laughs> try again. <laughs> Don't play with play with your mama. Play with your mama. Not me. Or the baby. We gonna be, Mm -hmm. you know. And and so I have that stability. I know that he handles business. I know that you know he takes care of me. He takes care of our family very well. And so, um, so we. I think there is um, also still a lot of mystery in our relationship because of the things that I've mentioned that I mentioned before. Like we don't talk about everything. Right. At all, <laughs> like at all, I still, you know, am very um, 
private and what I would what I share with him um, specifically, right? If I feel like it's a girlfriend conversation, mm-hmm. I use. And my therapist told me this one time. We were talking about you know just relationships and not getting something from a person, whether it be like your significant other, your parents, or whatever. And she was like, "Well, don't you have like a village?" And if you have a village, then you can use the village to get the things that you can't get from a particular relationship, right? Right. And I found that extremely valuable because that's true. You know, you use your village to get your emotional needs met, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, In that way, you know, instead of feeling half or percentage of, you you feel that wholeness. Yeah. And I, I, I really took that advice and internalized it. So and I pause because it's funny. Like one of the friend groups I have, like they're literally called the Village, mm-hmm. um, and that's so true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. And where I know I have an opportunity is to figure out what I choose to offload mm-hmm. to the Village and what I choose to offload to my partner, and setting a boundary, right? Yeah. And setting a boundary for myself such that like the desire can actually cultivate exist within um within the relational dynamic so and part of that and this also was discussed in the video and i'll say this really quickly part of that is really also about like your childhood right and what was missing or what was prevalent in your childhood so um you know we've talked about this before i was raised by a single mom so being raised by a single mom and sometimes not knowing like i never really knew that there was we were not as affluent as maybe other people were because she did everything and sacrificed a lot to be able to allow me to feel like I was like you weren't we missing were, out on anything I wasn't missing out exactly yeah. on anything yeah um but part of my childhood and I think my what has contributed to my high need for security safety stability all that stuff that love represents mm-hmm. it ha- is just because I don't feel like I grew up with a lot yeah and um so, you know, that's what you seek. Mm-hmm. You seek in your in your adult relationships, and then you get that, and maybe that's exactly what you need in that moment, but it might not necessarily be what you need in your lifetime, right? And so that's where it does take work. It does take intentionality and yeah. effort to make sure that you Do you are think one can exist without the other? Oh, I think, I think yes. I think you could have love for someone. Mm-hmm a lot of love for someone um, and not desire them. And I think you can have a lot of desire for someone and not love them. But in a relationship, in a committed relationship? In a committed relationship, no. Mm. No, because I feel like if you if you over-index on love, what you end up having are two great friends that live together. Yeah. If you over-index on desire, you end up... Feeling all the things. Feeling all the things. <laughs> that you shouldn't feel. But that you should feel at the same think, time because you're in a committed relationship. That you should and shouldn't feel. This, this is connection and compatibility all over again. All over again. again. Is right. We ain't going to talk about this. We're not. What's the next segment? We're <laughs> not. Oh, you want to cut the mic? Okay. Show over. Okay, done. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think you need to have both in order to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And um, it does require a level in- of intentionality to make sure that you are not over indexing on either side on either side of it and that is hard because like naturally i think a lot of us crave security stability safety comfort, consistency definitely which all kind of falls under that love that anchor right we all we do crave that 
Um, but we also crave adventure. We do, and freedom. Yeah. And, yeah. But if we had to choose, yeah. if, if you had to choose <laughs> to be the anchor or the wave, what would it be? The anchor or the wave. Yeah, so the anchor representing safety, security, stability, or the yeah. wave, which is desire, which is um, bold, being expressive, adventure, novelty, exploration, discovery, what would it be? I'm the anchor all day. <laughs> you are it. And I know that you're the wave. You're the Titanic. Exactly. And, and I'm the iceberg. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's exactly. true. It's true. But this is the stage of life that I'm in right now. Yeah, This of is course. the stage of life I'm in. I mean, you caught me in like 20, whatever, 2000 something, whatever, early 2000s. I was probably the yeah. anchor. I'm trying to hit that wave, child. They said it's, it's, Splish, splash. Exactly. I'm trying to hit that wave. We go see what, what these uh, this next decade does. Yeah. But, yeah, but seriously. Okay. I think that, you know, again, I think it's very great to have both. I don't think a lot of relationships have both. And right. I think that, you know, when you look at one or the other, they both have their pros and their cons, yeah. you know, at yeah, the end yeah, of the day. Sure. But I just think that, you know, it's just best for everybody to do what's best for them mm-hmm. at the end of the day and, you know, show up the way that, you know, they choose to in relationships and, and, and decide, you know, what is more important to them. Yeah. And if you're not getting one or the other, then, you know, you can only control what you can control. Yeah. Like how... How are you able to manifest those things within your relationships? And I think a lot of it is about a mind shift. And she talked about it a lot. It's just like you get in the rut because of, in your mind, how you feel about the partner that you're with, right? You see them every day. You guys have your routine. But it's just like those those actions that they do on a day-to-day that you don't even think about maybe looking at it in a different perspective. Right. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, my husband talking about business. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's outside of the relationship. I am kind of aware of it, but I'm not involved in it. Right. So just not looking at it like, okay, Michael's talking business. I know he's going to talk, biz- talk business, but yeah. understanding that, you know, it's something that he's passionate about, mm-hmm. something that people respect him for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, allowing him to, to, to be who he is and seeing him be who he truly is and do things that he loves, Mm -hmm. um, excites me. And so I think that, you know, taking a different perspective when you are in a relationship and you've kind of hit a rut and just finding those things that, you know, your husband or your partner, wife does that, um, excites you. Yeah. And I'll say this, which is maybe going to touch on or not touch on what you just spoke about. But I know when I kind of look at my short list of things that I want, like it definitely involves like emotional intimacy. Yeah. And in watching that YouTube video by Esther Perel, that into me see, it made me think differently about how, or what I really want. Like I want emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I actually want emotional intimacy. Why? Because it takes away the mystery. Yes. It takes away the mystery. Yeah. So maybe it's not necessarily emotional intimacy that I want, but it's really emotional depth so that like one can relate. So lots of thinking for me to do mm-hmm. per usual. Per usual. But I know it's, it's, topic is a really great topic 
you know, I, I love talking about relationships. You, you, she does. She loves these relationship topics. I majored and in sociology. Oh, so that, this, you that's know what? Why. That's why. I majored in sociology. So this <sighs> is, when I tell you, this is right up my, my alley. This, this is, is right definitely, alley. you should have been a therapist. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, so I no. see you pouring up the third glass. I am. So I we're gonna go ahead and move on because I feel like we're cutting into the best part the of the journey's show. time, and we're gonna go ahead and introduce what she comes. Here she comes. Come on, body. Come on, let body. me see you walk. A body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Okay, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Let's, see. let's see the abs. Oh, let's move the plant. Oh. Let me get this glass Wait, ready I'm for like you. We should have tested this before we, we started. Hi, Is y'all. Step on something. Come on, come yeah. On it's Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. We're in the shot. Reggie, I'm in the shot. Make sure they can see my good side. Hi, everybody. <laughs> not, the, not the good side for <laughs> good no, journey. They're all good sides, sis. All good sides. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Cheers. Welcome. Uh, can we do a three way? Yeah, oh, please. Thank right. you. There we go. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. So, boom. It's a lot going on, guys. Between. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly drinking each other's blood. Oh, I did Nick Cannon having another baby. It's just what? It's Elon Musk buying Twitter for some reason. Oh, it's a lot going on. So okay. let's, I, but I do want to park at the um, Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lane situation. Do you want to park there? Okay. Let's, let's start here okay. and move forward. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is the ultimate game of he said, she said. He said, I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me that shot you. You didn't get shot. She's saying, you absolutely shot me. Yeah. So now it's a matter. And, and showed pictures. And showed pictures. She showed her, her scar at, the, at the, the, the hospital. So now it's, it's now becoming a believe black women, protect black women. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's, there's a whole thing around it. But I'm still struggling to figure out who did what when. And I don't want to say that out loud because I don't want to get canceled. But it's just, it's a lot of back and forth. And there's not a lot of answers. Wow. So do you guys have any answers? I, I, I do. don't. I, I do. Not there. I do. Oh, you do. Nicole, okay. I I do. You do. I, I was not there. I don't know these people. <laughs> I, I don't. Everybody keeps saying she needs to stop talking about it and just kind of air it out in court. I don't know. It's a lot of back and forth. It's confusing. It's, this, it's I, confusing. It's <laughs> like, it's above me. No, I, we I'm cannot confused. have you say this and everyone's popular. Right, I'm sorry. You, can't. you need to have a point of it's view. It's confusing. It's that's that's confu- my point of view. It's that. very confusing. You want my opinion? Please. Okay. So, <laughs> listen. I watched the interview. Okay. All 12 minutes and 40-something seconds of it. All right. What I know to be true is that Tory Lanez and um, sorry, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion were in an intimate relationship. They were fucking. Despite her her denial, (laughs) they were smashing. I agree. Even though she said that she that they didn't have that kind of relationship, pause. Yeah, all the way away. Yeah, it did. did. That pause gave it away. What I also know to be true, okay, is well, I don't really know it to be true, but what I believe to be true, allegedly. Right. Thank you for the lawyers listening. Um, is that at the end of the day, shit went awry. Someone got jealous because somebody was maybe showing a little bit more attention at the pool party. Mm-hmm. And it became a fight because the friend in the back seat who was riding hard for her friend probably addressed that shit. Mm-hmm. And drunk people got heightened and escalated we've all been with friends that just don't know how to hold their liquor or that just get in fights for whatever reason because they're drunk but the problem is that drunk people also had a firearm a ghost a ghost whatever in the car Mm -hmm. there was a weapon in the car and i think a drunk person took something too far 
and bang bang. Uh, I've never been that drunk, child. I, I have not to either. bang bang. I've no. never been that drunk. To, never. To, I've never. I've never been that drunk it's either. Not that and that's why we're friends because we can hold our alcohols. So yeah, well, I'm y'all are better than me, but <laughs> a little bit. I ain't got that far. <laughs> I, uh, at the yeah. end of the day, I do feel like Tori shot her. Mm. What I don't understand no is why he's protesting so much. Because ultimately, the truth will emerge. And when it does, it's going to be worse. He could have just said, oh, my bad. Like, stuff yeah, happened. Yeah, I did it. Sorry. Yeah, stuff happened. I was drunk. Whatever, whatever the case may be. And had it been that. Now it's a whole thing. Yeah. My question is, why did Megan do this interview before the trial was even wrapped? Answer questions. People want answers, too. Okay, but Tori is very heavy on social media, saying his side of the story. Mm -hmm. And Meg yeah. only goes on social media to respond. She never goes on to say anything about it. So I feel like this, the, the conversation with Gail legitimized her claim more so than anything else. Because Gail is a serious somebody. You know she what I is. mean? She is. But I'm sure if Tori was like, hey, I want to tell my side of the story, Gail would have sat down with Tori exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's ratings. Yeah, that part. Sorry. I, li sorry. Listen, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to take a stance. I'm simply just saying it's ratings. Listen, yeah, at the I'm end of the day, I want to believe Meg because I believe black women Always. and I want to protect black women. Always. Okay. But it, it's questions that need answers, sis. Then they will come out. Well, well, after I just, the trial. Yeah, well, the question that we want <laughs> answers to is, did you smash after Tori? After the trial. That's the, that's the real question. Because don't make me pull up this picture what I saw. That's the real question. Oh. You, you know what I don't I'm think that, about. I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, Allegedly, a hundred percent that they definitely smashed. Like it's they they smashed. No question. No question. Like who who are you trying to? Okay. okay. Speaking of trials, let's talk about Black China. Oh, <laughs> oh let's talk about God. Black China because it's a lot. It's very layered. First <laughs> of all, there's a billion people in the Kardashian family, and everybody has taken the stand so far. So yeah, we've got Kylie's testimony, Rob's, Kim's, Chloe's, Chris. Corey, for some reason. For and some reason. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Tyga. Tyga was Tyga? there. Yeah, everybody. You know, her dentist showed up one yeah, time. Her like plastic surgeon child. <laughs> all of them. The whole village. Everybody was there. <laughs> and, all, and what I found to be surprising was that Black China was emotionally abusive to Rob. Physically abusive to Rob. Why is, you said it's shocking? I'm Why a, is I'm that shocking? I was... Oh. I... I, I because I give sis the benefit of the doubt. No. no. She okay. got him at his lowest point. When and he that's was what the he heaviest. said. And that's what he said. He also <laughs> said that the, the because he proposed oh. marriage to sis. Oh, he and did? he did. They were engaged. And he's like, no, it no, wasn't no. real love. No, I was at my lowest point and and all of this. And I believe that. Well, I, and I also think she was <laughs> she was giving fact. him she was giving him vagina that he had never experienced. That he had before. never experienced before. So he might have just been. Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Lost sprung the off sauce. that pub, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But then at the end of, like, okay. but first of all, I, somebody said, like, who is her attorney? Because first, she got, on, she got on the stand, she took the stand, and they asked her about an incident where she pulled a gun out on him. Yes. And she was just like, I did it, but I was just joking. Like, who is your lawyer? It's that part. Why, why because, you, did you get prepped for this? I mean, it, nope. like, what are you talking about? Nope. Right. And, okay. And so Chris calls her ghetto, which. <gasps> she is. Did she actually say that? She said that. It, she said those recorded words. recorded in the transcript? Correct. Yes. She said she called her ghetto. There's and, so, okay. I know we're going to move past this, but this is what I'm going to say. This is the problem with the Kardashians because 
all of a sudden, like all, first of all, all your grandkids, with the exception of Courtney's, are cut with something. Yeah. But now, I don't think ghetto is is relegated to Girl. a race. No, it's but not, I feel, here's my feelings about it. You can't be that comfortable if, to throw if that I'm term your around. if you I'm your brother or if I'm I your mean, sister. I can say anything I want to about my brother. That's my brother. I can I can call him whatever. But if somebody else says it, I'm going to fight you. That's the same way that I feel about gloves Chris. off. Yeah, same. You don't you don't get to call black women ghetto. You don't. You don't. You I can don't. call black China ghetto because she is ghetto. That's a fact. You don't. They're, but you don't get to say that about. Rules sis. of engagement. Yeah. Rules of engagement. Yeah, you don't get to say that about sis. You don't. I will fight. Not when you over here mean, appropriating. Ghetto, but she is. Exactly. But, <laughs> but you mean, can't I, say but that. if she's Kels. calling somebody ghetto who's not ghetto. If a white woman calls you ghetto. I'm but fighting. I don't, if she calls but you I'm ghetto. Not. I know. But, but Black China is. So what I'm saying is, if you, like... <laughs> What, I don't understand. Like, but it's, it's if you're using it as family. like a derogatory term just because a person is just like I don't think the term ghetto is just relegated to like a black or a maybe black I have no. anybody could be ghetto. But its origins are yeah. Maybe well, its I just origins have are actually like from the Jewish black. culture, but yeah. Ma- and I don't know. Maybe it's those culture vultures. I don't know. But I feel like when she when they say she's ghetto, I was just like, well, she. Can is. we take a pause for the word uh, for the concept of culture vultures? Culture vultures. I mean, they are. That's it. I just I know. I feel a way when when people that aren't black say ghetto. It 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 screams racist. I to do me. too. I don't. Really? It's, it's, it does. It, it if the person is actually ghetto, I don't care. Me either. I don't care. Keep that word out okay, your mouth. So out your mouth. Yeah, Keep my words. So it's like two against <laughs> one right now. Okay. Yes. Keep it out your we mouth. We have decided. Okay. Do we have time for one more? Because I have I have a question for you. No, actually not. But we can, we could go Ooh. ahead and take the question out. Yeah, I you know, the I'm question. saying. Okay. What's the question? Okay. So here's a question. Yeah. And you brought this to me, Kelly, so I want to bring it up. Okay. Shaq was on a podcast with some dudes. I don't know who they are. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But Shaq said that he treats his daughters. girl children, mm-hmm. yeah, his daughters differently than his sons. His daughters can stay in the house as long as they want to. They can get as much education as they need. He's going to bankroll them. But as soon as his sons turn 18, it's deuces. You check in the deuce. You figure it out. Fend for yourself. Get out of here. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, both of my children are leaving at 18. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're, going, they're going to college. I, what are they going to do? They're going to college. If you're not going to college, then what are you like? What are you going to do? What if they have an entrepreneurial spirit and they have an amazing mind and they've cultivated well, something? Well, I will but treat them ne- the same. Okay. Just like now. If I buy one something, I buy the other one something. I will Correct. treat my children the same. But I, ideally, they are both leaving at 18. They both turn 18 at the same time. October, look, four years later, one gone, the next one. I would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you turn 18, we have done all this preparation, all this investment. You got to go. Got to go. You got to go. All this money I'm spending. And if you need an extra, if you need more time, what you get is a year. That's it. You get a year. And you get a year to get on your feet to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, then what you're going to get is this hard knock life and these lessons. Yeah, because if you don't want to go to college, that's your, yeah, you're not. You yeah, know, college you're not is like, it. I don't know about you, but growing up, college was not optional. No, it, no, wasn't, it wasn't optional, optional, optional for me either. And, co- and college was freedom. I was yeah. like, <laughs> set us free. Yeah, when when I turned 18, it was yeah. like, okay. Like, but if you're not going to college, then what is your plan? Like you said, like entrepreneurial mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. year. But yeah, no, they both got to go sis. Again. The but they're going to get treated equally. But okay. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the other piece of that conversation about his his uh, daughter, how he not, treated no. uh, his wife. No, not oh, yeah, that. I, I mean, that he needed to take ownership for that, but everybody knew that already. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, <laughs> hey, he was talking about 
That was after the fact. Stop it. We talk about Shawnee. Stop it. Exactly. Stop it. No, but he said about like he told his daughters not to go after the guy that everybody wants. And because like that's the guy who has a lot of options and never and like don't mess with that person. I I, I thought that was very chauvinistic. No. I'm on my own. I mean, is it, is it not oh, true? Oh, 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 I'm in the fair camp. I'm in the fair camp. I want to live by myself Look today. It's because why? That's that fact. So chauvinistic. Because men don't know how to act when a lot of women when like they get them. attention. Yeah, they don't. Like they, they don't know don't. how to act right. They don't. Apologies, oh. Reggie, our videographer. Sorry, but I'm speaking Reg. for all men at this point. I don't think they just they don't. You don't think men know how to act? No. When they get attention from other women, not the uninvolved ones. Look at the absolutely look at the NBA, look at the NFL, look at people that are high Mm -hmm. income individuals. They can't seem to just be monogamous. They're in full marriages with children. But broke niggas can't seem to be monogamous, child. (laughs) But maybe they have other reasons why. Maybe they have other reasons why women like this. This is not exclusive to one group of men. I would I would agree. Your financial position does not necessarily dictate that. It's it's men. But I think you have a greater likelihood of running into yes. what Shaq is describing when you deal with a high value a man. High Shaq. Girl, Chris. don't talk about high value. I will throw this microphone across the room. Don't I talk to me about. <laughs> I did that just for you. I immediately rolled my eyes. I did that just for you, Ishoma. Just for you, good journey. I hate Kevin Samuels so much. Okay. And I want everybody to know it. I hate Kevin right. Samuels so much. Yeah, I think a lot of us do. Yeah. I really I think a I lot really, of us do. Because he's. Okay, you know no, 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 next week, next week, sis, fair, next week. Fair. Go ahead. All right, well, cheers, ladies. This is the this is the end of our, I hate to end it abruptly, Every but if I am man. not the timekeeper, then no one else is going to do it. If Kelly I'm not the bad the guy, then no one else is going to do it. we can go all day long. So anyway, tell them where to follow us. Follow okay, us. yeah, so listen, there's a lot of places that you can come find us yes. um, online. Um, so on Facebook, Champagne Wives Podcast. Yes. On Instagram, Instagram, Champagne Wives Podcast. Individually, I'm going to go from the left to the right. right. Good journey on Instagram. Two E's, no Y. Say it. Me, Nicole underscore IRL. I think, maybe. Find me. Catch me if you can. And then, Kels, what's yours? Call me underscore Kels. Okay. Well. I I would really like you guys to get some easier um, handles. I'll help you. Because these underscores are just like... (laughs) Uh, Everything's taken. Another bitch. topic for another day. Come on, cue the music. Cue the music. Okay. So listen, we love y'all. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll see y'all or talk next to week. y'all next week. Bye. Bye.